Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast. Your health matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime about any issue you need support for. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au. My guest today is Amy Benn, Registered Nurse and Director and Editor, Whole Heart Magazine. Hello and welcome, Amy. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, Our pleasure and great that you came along to talk about all things managing shift work and sleep, as well as self-care, which I know is dear to your heart and mine. Amy, please tell our listeners about your background and the work you currently do as a registered nurse. And tell us about Whole Heart Magazine. Oh, thank you, Mark. So my background is always been in nursing. I wanted to be a nurse since I was, I think, 12 or 14. So it was a no-brainer for me. I went straight in. And after my grad year, I decided that I wanted to pursue ICU nursing, which was wonderful. So I did that at a major metropolitan hospital in Victoria. And the other thing is, yeah, whilst I you know, am so passionate about nursing... I also have Crohn's disease and that provided a few more obstacles in the way of me fulfilling my duties, um, particularly all that that shift work and and everything in ICU. So what I had really done is, you know, dedicated a lot of my personal time to, you know, improving my own health and well-being. Um, And that was how Whole Heart Magazine came about because I really wanted to share everything that I'd learned uh, with my colleagues. That's fantastic, Amy. Thanks for sharing that. And what were some of the challenges when you were um, nursing and living with uh, Crohn's disease? And um, what was an important part of your journey to um, empowering yourself to take management of a chronic illness? Mm. Um, Yeah, and look, there was many challenges along the way. And I think if I reflect back now, um, it isn't really sort of about one thing, but it was about what the most difficult thing was at that certain time. So, you know, there was a time where, you know, I w- really wasn't getting outside a lot. So, you know, I started walking and, and running out in nature and that served me well for a good period of time. Um, and another period of time I was, you know, running myself into the ground, working very physically and then also, I guess, you know, running too many um, half marathons and things. So... You know, I really had to bring it back and, and then I started lifting weights and, and getting really strong and building up my metabolism. So, yeah, I mean, there's been lots of different obstacles at different stages, but I think um, it's just really getting to know yourself is the best thing that you could do because then you know where you're at and what your biggest problem is um, to put an intervention in there to help yourself. What great advice for our listeners. And um, 
And fantastic that you were able to go on this journey and come to a place where you're in charge of um, of your life and your disease mm. and uh, and managing that to live your best life. So congratulations. Thank you. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, Amy, we don't hear mm-hmm. many nurses or midwives, or at least I haven't, who actually yeah. start magazines. Yeah. <laughs> so well done. It is. Uh, why did you decide to do this? <laughs> well, um This was such a far-fetched idea and I'm actually so glad that it's actually come through. But um, what I did was, you know, when I decided that I really wanted to look back and, you know, I learned all these things and, you know, I was living so well and I didn't want to leave my colleagues behind and I really wanted to help everybody. So what I did is I just wrote down all my skills on a piece of paper and I thought, you know, how can I put all the things that I love um, and put it together and somehow and, and make it worthwhile for someone. So I thought, you know what, we all sit down in the tea room. Um, you know, sometimes we sit down at the tea room and it's Mother's Day and it's Sunday night and we're missing, you know, a beautiful family dinner at, you know, our nan's house. So I thought if I could put some beautiful writing and some beautiful pictures and put it in a beautiful magazine that the nurse could read, that they could have, you know, in their own time, um, that was just for them. So it wasn't for like um, patients, it wasn't for their other relatives, it wasn't for their families, it was just for them. So um, yeah, hence that's why I thought a magazine was a good idea. <laughs> that's fantastic. And you've got some great resources in your magazine. So if people want to have a look at it, Amy, how do they find it? They can find it on www.wholeheartmagazine.com or one word. Yeah, and of course, over Instagram and Facebook. We're very active there. So. Oh, yes, I follow you on Instagram. You've got some great photos and posts and advice. And part of the advice that you provide to, or the, the resources you provide to nurses and midwives are around getting enough sleep because mm-hmm. a lot of shift workers, including me when I do it, mm-hmm. struggle to get enough sleep. So what do you think are some of the challenges for nurses and midwives in relation to this? Oh, I mean, so many challenges. Where do we start, Mark, right? Um, Yeah, um, I think perhaps taking a step back and and taking it as a different approach and, you know, not sort of saying, oh, my gosh, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, but look at the obstacles towards why you're not getting a good restful night's sleep is a really good thing. So, you know, understand that, you know, we work in such high intellectually, emotionally, you know, intense environments and that, you know, it would make sense that you can't just make that transition from, you know, such a heightened state um, into sleep, you know, within an hour or two. So what I thought is I would just rattle through some amazing strategies that I've been using over the years. Um, Firstly, let's talk about your physical health and, you know, addressing some body aches and pains like I know that we work really physically you know we're up on our feet all day so what I like to do is do some foam rolling and some stretching and and even some self-massage you know when I get home so that's a really good one Um, jumping into the shower perhaps some like lavender oil or something that's really soothing and calming can really help and um, I think what we can do as well is looking at all the lights and sounds that we expose ourselves to after our shift you know i know we can't help our environment when we're at work but as soon as we're out of the hospital and in the car that's when we can play you know really soft music or even you know just not listen to um 
dance music, but maybe you turn on smooth 91.5 or, or something that's sort of midway and, and getting you ready and, and sort of calming down your nervous system so that you're a bit more ready to sleep. And, you know, if you go to bed and you find that your mind is just racing, um, which is something that happens to me quite often, I like to keep a journal by my bed, sometimes just a matter of, you know, jotting down all those spinning thoughts that's going around your head and just getting them out and onto a page um, can really sort of solidify things and, and then you can put those issues to rest. Um, and also reflecting, you know, asking yourself if there's, you know, an incident that happened or a scenario, you know, doing a reflective practice, you know, asking yourself questions like, you know, what happened? Was there any influencing factors involved? Or, you know, what could you have done better next time um, is a really good strategy. And also, um, shameless plug, but <laughs> if you really can't sleep, then definitely just give nurse and midwife support a call on 1-800-667-877 um, because there is someone on the end of the phone waiting for you 24-7. So um, definitely utilize that resource. Another one is using your breath. Um, so I use a couple of apps. One is called Box Breathing. You can definitely just pop this into the app store on your phone. Another one is called Calm. And even if you're a health professional, um, this one is free for you. So I highly recommend using some breathing techniques and some guided meditations to really sort of calm your mind um, at the end of a busy day. And also, um, you know, if you're someone like me who likes to tick things off your list and, you know, is really sort of passionate about what you're doing, then, you know, maybe just acknowledging yourself and writing down what went good that day and preparing yourself for the next day also gives me a lot of peace of mind. So like, you know, sitting out my workout clothes and my healthy lunch for the next day and and making sure that everything's prepared in my environment. Maybe that's my ICU nursing, um, uh, giving myself away there. But um, those things really help as well as, yeah, writing in a gratitude journal. So yeah, there's some really helpful tips there. Great advice, Amy. Thank you. We love a shameless plug at Nurse and Midwife Support. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Thought you. you would. Uh, we also have some great website content that can support some of these tips that Amy's provided on mindfulness and self-care strategies. So take a look at those. But as well as that, as part of this podcast, we have a newsletter, which will be our winter edition. And the whole issue is tips and advice and support for thriving while doing shift work and managing sleep. So take a look at those. Also take a look at Amy's website because I frequently have a look at Amy's wonderful website, Whole Heart Magazine, which also has some great blog, um, blogs and tips to be able to support your well-being and self-care. So thank you. Amy, part of what nurses and midwives often struggle with and call us about is getting their shift work routine right. And that can be hard because some nurses and midwives work permanent nights, some nurses and midwives work permanent day shifts, but many work rotating rosters or various shifts like the pattern of late, early, late, early, late, 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 or whatever, mm -hmm. and that can change over time according to rosters. When I was doing shift work as a nurse, I really struggled with that transition between having finished an evening shift, then having to be on the next morning at 7am and getting enough sleep. 
Mm. It really, I did struggle with that. And I'm not sure I ever got the routine right. Um, so if you've got any tips for our listeners around developing that routine and at least trying to get enough sleep. Isn't that the most amazing question? Um, I think everybody's got some different techniques, but I guess, you know, in taking all of the information that I've just said as well and just having a bit of a, a routine that works for you. So choosing one thing which really, really calms you down after your afternoon shift and, and just doing that really regularly. Um, perhaps playing one song on you know your spotify or using some i like to use these binaural beats um, where you put your noise cancelling headphones on and you've just got an app which is called binaural beats and it actually puts in theta and delta waves or sounds of them um, into your brain so i find that one really really helps as well Um, and then i'm out within sort of you know 10 15 minutes after those Um, and also, I think nutrition is a really big thing that we, you know, need to talk about as well. Um, you know, making sure that we're adequately fueled and hydrated throughout our shifts is really important because, you know, if that's, you know, whether we're hydrated or whether we're not, if that's the difference between, you know, getting to the, the park after work or, you know, um, getting to sleep after a shift, you know, those things, the little things really add up to be the big things. So... Um, really paying attention to those things and, and improving those as well. And I think, Amy, it's really, as you say, it's about developing what works for you. When I worked in intensive care um, many years ago now, I did a lot of night shifts as intensive care nurses and many nurses <laughs> midwives do. And the way I managed was to establish a routine that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're saying is there's a whole toolbox of strategies mm-hmm. and each individual needs to choose what might work for them and find mm-hmm. the balance. And what works this week may not work the next time you do shift work. So you do need that toolbox, which we provide the tips in the newsletter and Amy's spoken about about them wonderfully. Mine included going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time while doing the night shifts or the run of nights and not oversleeping prior to days off, which I've really connected mm-hmm. recently where you posted something on social mm-hmm. media around that. Uh, Amy, and you said, you know, you'd only had a short amount of sleep, but you would make up for it that night. So that mm-hmm. connection to sleep bank, so mm-hmm. we may not get enough sleep, sleep today, but we can make that up tomorrow. But don't let that sleep bank run completely dry mm-hmm. because that's where yeah. we, as um, individuals end up into difficulty. Uh, mine also included exercises. I know yours does, Amy, and eating well. And I loved peanut butter toast at 4 a.m. in the morning. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I felt, you know, it, we didn't know much as much about that as we do now. But I thought, well, maybe there's too much fat in that. But actually, now I found out I was doing the right thing. Yes. So it just intuitively worked and I was doing the right thing. Um, so what do you think about establishing that individualized routine while doing a block of night shifts? Yeah, look, I find, um, there's so much you can do on a block of night shift. I kind of go in with a, I guess a, you know, a forward plan of attack. (laughs) So, you know, the day that I am going onto night shift, I always make sure that I never set an alarm in the morning. I always just sleep as much as I possibly want or as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, I know there are people who, you know, stay up late or 
try and set their algorithms beforehand but I think the trouble with that is you know if you don't get a really good sleep the next day um, then you've already had two days of really bad sleep and you're you've only done one shift and you may be on for four in a row so um, I think always starting on the front foot already start you know always starting really well rested um, is really important and starting really prepared as well so on my night shifts, I actually use um, feeding frequency um, to flip my metabolism on night shift. And this is a strategy that I've learned, you know, with my personal training goals and, and things like that, where you can actually put, you know, really good solid meals into your body and your body thinks that it's daytime uh, during the night. So this is just sort of substituting perhaps those, you know, things that we, I guess, snack on or... Um, you know the nibbly bits in, instead of sort of having those all throughout the night um, because you don't really feel hungry sitting down every four to six hours and making sure you've got a good meal in you which has some, a good source of carbs which is going to keep you going a good source of protein which is going to keep you full and a good source of fat which is going to um, really help you with your your whole nutrition going forward so um, you know, I like to have a, a nice healthy dinner with my husband before I go to work. And then around nine o'clock, I'll definitely have like another smoothie or a piece of fruit or something. And then between 11 and one, I'll have another full meal. So even if I'm not hungry for a meal, um, putting a nice sort of hot curry, even if it's just really small, um, into my body really stimulates that wakefulness gives me the nutrition and the energy that I need to make those executive decisions during the night and really sort of helps me you know respond really quickly to what's going on around me in my environment and so funny that you mentioned the 4am uh, peanut butter toast because um <laughs> It's, um, I've been tracking my sleep for the last 18 months and I've noticed that between sort of 2 and 4 a.m. is when I go into the most beautiful, deep, deep, deep sleep, the most restorative sleep, uh, which everybody really, really needs. And I can really feel those waves come through my body at that time. So, you know, that's a time that I like to, you know, just chill out for a little bit. You know, hopefully I'll go on a break, um, but always, you know, make sure I have another decent whole food meal in that time as well. So, again, it can be the same thing, just <laughs> a bit more of it, but some good protein, um, some good fats and always some good carbs for energy and plenty of water. So, um, and this is your body trying to tell you that it wants to go to sleep. <laughs> but if you want to keep it awake, um, you know, and just keep responding to your environment and, you know, and helping your patients, then I think, you know, stimulating yourself with some, some nice nourishing food is really good, as well as water, as well as your breathing techniques, as well as getting up and moving around. I mean, even just doing, you know, some, some getting up and going for a walk or, you know, lunging to the pan room or, you know, doing something silly, having a laugh at 4 a.m. in the morning because what else can you do um, <laughs> is really important. And um, I guess the last thing that I do want to say as well is always have something before you go to bed in the morning. Um, and this will help flip your metabolism as well because if you go to bed hungry, um, you're going to wake up at midday um, and your body's going to think that it's still lunchtime. So to prevent yourself from waking up and needing some food at that time, you know, have something as well before you go to bed so that you've got a nice long stretch. And then your body thinks, oh, well, I've been eating all night, so it's daytime. It must be nighttime, really. 
and you'll get at least you know sort of six to eight hours of at least you know some kind of restful sleep so and we're not talking mm-hmm. about cocoa pops for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about yep. sustainable food that is yes. that is going to give your body a sense of having enough nourishment and the right nourishment. Mm-hmm. That's right. So um you know, there's heaps of healthy foods out there, but <laughs> I have put down all of my recipes um, that I eat and I enjoy and the ones that I, you know, did fitness model competitions on. Um, they're all up at Whole Heart, Whole Heart Magazine. So um, go and check them out. They're all free, all up there, ready for you. Uh, that's great, Amy. And you've written a blog for our newsletter, so we'll have some tips in there as well. So you can, as well as hearing those on our podcast and finding them on Amy's whole heart website you can read them in our newsletter amy i really love your social media posts about food preparation and you've got some great website information as we've discussed you really talk about what to eat to thrive on night shift you know you've Mm -hmm. really taken control of this and i think that's imperative here so i would imagine your your advice is around being prepared and food preparation mm-hmm. and um some of those posts are beautiful about what you prepare and you've got a lineup of your you know your containers with your <laughs> meals yes and um and mm. so you think that's really important for people absolutely i mean and this all stems back to you know when i was doing um so much work on my own nutrition but i was also doing full-time shift work and nights um, leading up to this so you know it's it's all about saving yourself time i mean make the same meal and and make it you know in a pot of six and pop it in your containers and pop some in the freezer and some in the fridge um it doesn't take long even you know things that are easy and convenient are things you know like veggie sticks and cans of tuna Um, you know things like yogurt and berries like these things you can just throw all together simple simple easy and even you know making sure your fridge is stocked with a bit of you know frozen chicken and and some steaks so that you can thaw out during the day and um and really just being prepared making many meals at once and um yeah it's not that hard (laughs) great advice Amy, I know that exercise is a big part of your self-care routine. What tips do you have for a nurse or midwife doing shift work who may feel exhausted after work and mm-hmm. actually can't find the energy to exercise but really wants to? Yeah, look, this is a big thing um, because my my exercise is, you know, my self-care. And I would say to everyone, and I say this all the time, do what you want to do. Don't do what you think you should do. So, you know, I'm someone who will go to the gym and I'll go to the free weight section and I'll put my headphones in and I'll count the reps and the sets and the weights and the numbers and I'll give myself, you know, a a really good high five when I've managed a good session and I've improved my technique. But you will not catch me in the group fitness room where there's loud music and, you know, someone's, you know, yelling at me, telling me to do things that I don't really want to do. Um, so, you know, you don't have to do the things that you don't want to do. My best advice is that you really tune in and you really think about the activities that you love to do that are physical. Maybe it's tennis, maybe it's basketball, maybe it's golf and really, you know, joining a club or, you know, making that a priority in your life. And I really do. I encourage you to have a chat with your manager. If that involves having every Wednesday afternoon off, well, 
have that conversation this is your wellness and, and this is how you need to take control of your life and and it's not only good for your mental health and well-being but it's good for your physical health and your injury prevention so um yeah do what you want <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at least get out and do it. it i think it's a you know the doing it and energizing yourself i mean often i don't want to go and do exercise but every time after i've done it i feel better than before i did it yes so it's that <laughs> reward thing that you get so it's getting out the door and what i find is it's often better i don't go home first yes so i finish mm-hmm. work go and do my exercise then go home because if i get home first i often don't want to go and do it yes <laughs> so it's kind of working yep. out you know what works for you mm-hmm. um amy Many of our listeners are students and graduates who are struggling to sort out shift work and their sleep patterns. So it's new and it's an added stressor, I guess, for many students and graduates who might already be grappling with the enormous change they're experiencing as a student or grad in their life. So what tips do you have for them around sorting this out and getting into a routine? Oh, look... If I could say anything, I remember the first three to four months, I've never felt so tired in my entire life. So if I could say anything, the first thing would be that um, you will adjust, (laughs) you will sort of respond. Um, But I guess what I would say is um, do your absolute best to stay within a normal sleep pattern. And when I say that, I mean, you know, keep your waking and your sleeping windows within two hours if possible. So if you're getting home from an afternoon shift and you're getting to bed at 11, um, then if you're on a morning shift, try and go to bed around 9 p.m. And also if you're getting up at about 5 a.m. on a morning shift, don't sleep later than 7 a.m so keep that within the tightest window that you can because that's going to improve the quality of your sleep and that's what's really important is that you put yourself in a position where your body's in the the best um, algorithm that you can master and that your body dips into that beautiful good quality um, stage four sleep that you need which is really restorative and repair it so Keep that window there. Strategically nap throughout the day as well. You know, if you've got a day off, there's no shame in having, you know, a good half an hour, an hour nap in the middle of the day. Try and keep it away from the evening. And even if you need to have a bit of a nap before you go to work on your afternoon shift, you know, mid-morning. So, yeah, if you could keep those, the sleeping algorithm within a tight range, if you can, and then just strategically nap either side of that um always keep yourself hydrated as well i'd say that would be the best thing thanks amy and if you're struggling to sort this out you can always call nurse and midwife support and talk to one of our nurse or midwife counselors about how to establish this routine and work through it so don't hesitate to do that 1-800-667-877 amy if you could go back and speak to the young nurse amy just starting mm-hmm. out about how to thrive while doing shift work and night shift, what advice would you have? Well, I don't know. I just saw that movie Avengers um, okay, yes, on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> funny that. Yeah. And um, they have a time machine. So when I read into this, you know, I think, oh, well, Whole Heart magazine hasn't been invented yet, so I can't tell young Amy that there's a resource out there for her. Oh, but um, <laughs> all in all, there is 
resources out there for you um you just have to find them so yeah I mean that's it I mean I guess you know when I was you know doing my first round of night duty as a registered nurse you know I went to my favorite um CNS's on the ward and my favorite ANOMs on the ward and I asked them okay what do I do how do I do this and you know I found it so frustrating that we had such particular stringent guidelines on how to perform skills and how to look after everybody else and yet vague answers about how to care for ourselves and I thought that absolutely wasn't good enough so you know if if you don't think there's if you think there's something out there that's missing then I would say go and create it and it was a great motivator, obviously, for you and, uh, and to go ahead and create Whole Heart Magazine. So well done. And if you're listening and you'd like to be part of the story, please get in touch with Nurse and Midwife Supporter and Dean Amy through uh, her magazine. And we'd be really happy to have you blog or tell your story and provide your tips to us. So we create a whole community of like-minded people, which I really, really believe is happening in Nurse and Midwifery. So go us, Nurse yes. Midwife Rock. Amy, I can't believe we've got to the end of the podcast. We could talk all day about this really important issue. So today we've talked about Nurse and Midwife support, some of the challenges for nurses, midwives and students who do shift work, particularly doing night shift. We've provided, particularly Amy, great advice around tips in relation to thriving while you're doing shift work and night shift. And Amy shared her wisdom in relation to healthy eating, meal prep, and exercise, as well as really useful tips for sleep. We provided some advice for students and graduates. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Amy? Thank you for the work that you do. Um, It's absolutely amazing. And yeah, let's all connect. Yeah, great. Thank you, Amy. So thank you very much for, um, for listening to this podcast. You can find out more about nurse and midwife support and access some great content at nnsupport.org.au or at Whole Heart Magazine. What's your address again, Amy? Yeah, wholeheartmagazine.com. Or call us anytime on 1-800-667-877 to talk to a nurse or a midwife about shift work or anything else you need support for. If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other nurses, midwives, graduates and students because your health matters. Look after yourself and each other and I'll speak to you next time.